VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. off track with Hinch and Rossi. But it's the day after Halloween. As we discussed, it's a fake <laughs> holiday. And it's First only an important holiday if you're a child, which you are not, Tim. I, but well, I'm a child at heart. Yeah, and in head and intellect and maturity. I do want to just say how much I appreciate your analogy of Halloween being the indie GP <laughs> of holidays. When I heard that, I Die. That is so hilarious and true. Yeah, I guess pretty accurate. Um, so Alex, not a big Halloween guy. Got it. Uh, I'm just going to not even touch the fact that you gave out bottles of water. Um, I did not. My mother did. I didn't. I don't know. I'm, you're guilty by association. With me. What was your, yeah, what was your it's, favorite it's Halloween not great. candy? I don't like, I don't know. None. Like any. Like, as a kid, All. you didn't. There wasn't like one in particular that you were like, "Oh, I can't wait to get home and smash these." Uh, Smarties, but the American ones, not the yeah. stupid Rockets. English version. Yeah, Rockets. Right. No, I'm with you. That was one of my favorite things at Halloween. Yeah. yeah. There's so much I better than sweet tarts. I appreciate a good sweet tart, though. I definitely, I definitely sweet tarted a lot as a kid. You can definitely eat more Smarties. In a sitting yes. before the roof of yes. your mouth starts peeling. Correct. Before your right. tongue starts bleeding. Yeah. Right. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, Tim, how about you? And I'm I'm an equal opportunity offender when it comes to candy. I'm not gonna And other I'm things. Gonna, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna pick a favorite. Oh, how was uh how was everybody's Halloween though? I mean, Alex, did anybody make it through the dark house and and lights off to no, come so, knock to the door. No, so like here's the thing. It was it was a it was a cold but appropriately cold fall evening. Um, I heard it snowed. It didn't snow. I mean, there, there was snow. I didn't no, think it was like that. Right, okay. No, I heard from multiple people in Indiana that there was snow. They're liars. the The water droplets <laughs> slightly got more hard than water. <laughs> For so a very short that? period of time. No, because it wasn't, as soon as it touched the surface, it wasn't anything. Okay, but was it snow in the air? No, no, not really. <laughs> so it was just hard water? <laughs> it, it was harder water, yes. <laughs> you, um, needed to, you needed to Brita filter the water from the sky? Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Budget. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the Scrooge of Halloween. Yeah. So I left all the lights on. Um, Kelly made a chicken pot pie. We went to Costco the day before and bought a bunch of full-size candy bars as James, nice. you know, has inspired me to do ever since he, he explained his reasoning. Um, and we had a little, little picture in a frame and we put it on the doorstep and then I hid for the rest of the evening. Um, but Hey, that's, that's halfway there for handing out Halloween candy. So we didn't turn all the light, we didn't turn all the lights off. We didn't pretend like we weren't home. Lights were on. Candy was out. So it's a step in the, in the right direction, I guess. How much candy? So you just like left the candy on the front step? Yeah. And how much was left in the morning? Or when Oh, a lot. Back? I mean, we don't get many trick-or-treaters. Uh, right. We got maybe a grand total of 20. So like yeah. plenty of candy was left. So you're good for the next little while. That's that's what the yeah. important part is. You got to make sure you buy what you like because there's going to be leftovers. Dude, so I found this. I have to 
I have to go get this. Why don't you talk, someone talk about Halloween and then I got to like explain to you what's in this bag of candy that I found. It is the greatest okay. bag of candy of all time. So, okay. So well, I Alex goes to do that. I uh, felt like it was more, the kids were more aggressive this year than usual. Like I didn't have as many trick-or-treaters, but I did notice like they would just grab giant handfuls and like look oh. me in the eye as they did it. And it's just like, yeah, no, you, you have to hand it out yourself. You got to hand it out yourself. But then, but then here's, but here's the thing with that, right? If you hand it out yourself, because I remember this as a kid, right? When, when you went to a place and they were handing it out rather than giving you the choice, right? Because obviously giving the choice is the, is the nicer thing to do. But then you get yeah. the little shits that just take handfuls and you don't want to like be like, yo, put it back. That's like a weird move. So the, yeah. the only real thing to do here is just buy one thing. Like you're just giving out the Reese's peanut butter cups. You're just, yeah, but then they still get mini. the handful. They just no, no, like, no, no, you walk out with the bowl and you just give every kid one. And yeah, then that way no okay. one can be like, Oh, well he got a Mars bar and I got a Snickers and I wanted it. Cause it, everyone's just getting the same thing, same amount and everything's good. That's so much socializing though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably not your move. Yeah. I, I yeah. can see that it's not appealing All for right. you. Okay. So what, let me, let me walk you through this. Keep in mind <clears throat> that this is a Kirkland signature bag. And so it is not, which is phenomenal because it's not tied to one brand. It's not as though I bought a Mars bag and it's just all of the Mars like associated candies or the Hershey associated candies, right? This is right. Check this out. It's got Skittles, Jolly Rancher, Jolly Rancher Chews, Airheads, Starburst, Twizzlers Twists, Sour Punch Twists, Warheads, Albanese Gummy Bears, and Haribo gummy bears, sweet tart mini ropes, chupa chups, lifesavers, lifesavers gummies, and that's all. But like, it is phenomenal. Like the the amount of fun that I have had with this bag because it is essentially every single good candy in a bag. It's all your favorite stuff. And I I, I don't understand how it exists because it's not. What are they buying all of these individual like? company size packs and then individually packing them out into Kirkland bags. Like it's, it, it's probably like all the reject ones from the factories. And it's like, there's like a slight defect in the, in the print on the label or something. And so they can't sell it normally. And they're just bulking it all together. Also, what's a chupa loop. Amazing. It's those like sucker things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate those things. You oh. like those. Yeah. So this is the, the fun house treats assorted candies like i've never i don't know how this exists because the the united states dental association got together and said all right we're gonna make more money this year and we're gonna put together this super pack that is just a cavity in a bag and bag yeah um and then so i bought that on top of like the like the chocolate bars so anyways i think kids were happy yeah, I would, I would assume so. I'm going to come start trick-or-treating in your neighborhood. Here's the problem, though. As a kid, you know you have to go to the place where the houses are the most densely packed, right? Yeah. Your neighborhood's too spread out. It's too many steps per driveway, yeah. you know? So that's why you're not going to get a lot in your neighborhood. Um, Bummer. Tim, how was, how was your night? Solid. Um, the green paint definitely started to not be great by the end of the night. Like, Is that why your I, eyes I, were so red? Yeah, I think that's part of it. Also, mm. probably the vodka. Um, mm. And then I the had worded, like... Worded, worded, um, ass-kicked Hulk come in like the costume contest position. I hate you so much. Like, well, if you just you put guys, a little you effort in, my video it would have been... Uh, you guys got my video from Barney's last night. I sure did. <laughs> so definitely did go out as... Uh, is that I did I did putting on the Ritz and then and time warp so somewhere I'm sure there's a video of that that I'll try to find. Uh, yeah. But are like, you gonna, are you just gonna YouTube the Hulk singing time warp on YouTube or on Barney's at Barney's? When the I Hulk singing the time warp at Barney's. In. See, here's here's the upsetting thing about this, Alex. When Becky said that I looked like the Hulk, she was joking. <laughs> I think you actually thought I was there for a bit. I mean, um, I did feel like I was hulking. at Alex. I did feel like I was at Alex level of, of showers yesterday. Because, so I, I had to get ready 
I had to show up. Showers? I feel like you shower a lot, like more than once a day. My, oh, yeah. Or is, it just, is that a yeah. lot? Yes. Well, no, it's not because I shower in the morning and then I shower after the gym. I showered four times yesterday. Well, that's a lot. Why did you need to shower? That's, sh- that's just wasting water. So I had to... I had to be at the school for the trunk or treat thing, like in costume at like seven yesterday. So I got up at like five forty-five, got ready, got everything on. And then I was there till like noon and I got home and I was like, all right, I'm just going to stay in costume. Cause I'm going to go trick or treating with Hazel at like five. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just, that's like, fair. So <laughs> I had to shower again to get it all off. And then I had to shower again before because I had to gel my hair and it needed to be wet for it. And then I had to shower again when I got home to get it all off because I didn't want to go to sleep with all the green face paint on. So, I'm not yeah, going to lie. Was- I was really hoping that you were going to be like in a state when you got home and not able to do that and like get up right in time to do this podcast. And you were still going to have like green paint and prosthetic, you know, head wounds and stuff. And it would have been great for us. I like it probably would have happened except like it was starting to get painful. So I did like the spirit gum to adhere the adhesives and that was starting to feel like it was burning and like the paint was getting in my eyes and that wasn't great. So I'm, I'm pretty glad I was able to, I have a green towel upstairs now that was not green at the start of yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. You should so yeah, James, you're in, you're in um, Sao Paulo, which I appreciate you always putting your name to wherever you are. So I can remember things. Uh, how's yeah. everything down there? Yeah. Um, they don't do Halloween down here. Not a thing. Sure. Alex would love it. It was a normal Tuesday night um, in Sao Paulo. Uh, literally nothing. Like, I remember, you know, being in Australia and people being like, yeah, it's crazy how intense, like, North America is about Halloween. And But it was starting to pick up. Like, you'd see some people out, maybe dressed up, whatever. It was nowhere near, like, back home. But they were starting to kind of get into it. Literally, you would not know it was October 31st last night. There's nothing. Not a single sign. Not a single costume. Nothing. They do not do it. So um, we just went to a bar with some people from F1 TV and had Tim-inspired drinks. They were green. Um, Beer Caipirinhas. And I had too many of Yum. them. Yum. Man, they were, they're so good. They're, they're so, so good. good. What is this? Caipirinha. Caipirinha. It's like, like a, it's a fancy mojito, right? Never heard of yes. it. Yes. That's kind of a good way of putting it. It's like, it's like lime juice, like an insane amount of lime juice and yeah. physical limes muddled up into a glass with this like local alcohol called. Yeah. Like instead Chitrasa. of, instead of, no, instead. Instead of rum, it's like Kahaka, I think, which is Kachasa. It's something. Yeah, it's like a it's like a rum derivative, but yeah, yeah, it's just so good. Banging, because the problem is like I almost feel like that's one of those. I mean, all alcohol is is to a certain extent, but like it's one of those where it, like the the onset time I feel like is a little bit later than others. Delayed. yeah, you, so you get like one or two more in you before you feel it, and then it comes pretty hard. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, it's it, it it packs a punch at the end because mm-hmm. uh, they they just they just taste like candy, like they just go down so smooth. They're mm-hmm. very tasty if you like tart things, which obviously we do. Um, so yeah, had a nice evening. Uh, found an awesome sushi place down the street, and um, it was monsooning for a good part of the day yesterday. You know what's funny? I remember reading somewhere like years ago that because Sao Paulo is like huge, right? It's a massive, massive city and tons of people. Traffic's terrible. And so it's like the the helicopter capital of the world. Like there's more helicopter traffic in the city of Sao Paulo than like anywhere else on earth because like wealthy people just skip traffic and just chopper home or chopper to work or whatever. And I remember reading this. And then being in my hotel yesterday, I conservatively hear 18 choppers a day going by and taking off and landing at close by buildings. It's it's obnoxious. I remember when we used to make fun of you for being a helicopter guy. We don't do that enough anymore. Yeah. Why was that? Where did I where did I go on a helicopter? That that you started? went on like three helicopter trips in a row mm-hmm. in like in a short period of time. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So how is the USGP? Uh, that was, well, 
a while that ago. That was two um, weeks ago. Sorry, yeah. what was the last one? Mexico. Mexico. Mexico City. Again, I woke um, up minutes ago. <laughs> it was surprisingly good. That's a, um, first of all, I'll just say that the atmosphere You've done that, of that race, race before, right? Yeah, I did that one last yeah. year. And Love like it. the atmosphere of it is just awesome. Like mm-hmm. Mexican race fans are incredible. I remember that when we used to race there, um, like I raced there in, in Atlantic back like in the champ car days and it was always awesome. If only, if only we had like a successful, popular Mexican IndyCar driver, we could go there. That's a crazy talk, Alex. Let's stop. Let's stop dreaming, bud. Let's stay in reality for a second here. Right. Right. Um, my bad. My bad. Pato was there, by the way. I did see him. Um, but no, so it, like the, the atmosphere is just awesome. It's a good, it's a huge party. Obviously you've got a Mexican driver in a good car. So that helps. And they just go crazy I mean, for Checo. Doesn't well, help okay, him. In theory, in theory, it should help. We'll get to that. And uh, and yeah, it's it's just an awesome time. The place we stay is close to this little like area of shops and restaurants and stuff. And like every meal is just awesome. Like simple meals, fancy meals. It doesn't matter. It's just incredible. Um, and there's this there's this one restaurant. I think it's called Huset. H-U-S-E-T. If you ever go to Mexico City, you have to go to this place. It is one of the most incredible dining experiences of all time. Uh, just unreal. And so we went there one night. But the race itself uh, was more interesting than it probably should have been. Did you watch it, Alex? Uh, I watched the start, and then I quickly switched back to football because yeah. bored. Knew yeah. what was happening. Yeah. Knew who was going to win. Yeah. Um, so qualifying was interesting because like some guys didn't get laps in or laps deleted or whatever. So the field was a bit mixed up. And then there were some cars that were just randomly quick there that are not normally quick, like the Alpha Tauris and the Alpha Romeos and stuff. And I mean, Ferrari was a stunner for pole. Yeah. Like that was Dude, very surprising. Like after practice, they were like fifth, sixth, seventh place cars, right? Yeah. After Q1, after Q2, still fifth place cars and then somehow on the first run of q3 they both just nailed these laps that were like a half second faster and then they went out for their second runs and were a half second slower so literally there was one lap of the entire weekend where they were just ballistically quick and luckily it was in q3 and they just both ended up on the front row very surprised um Mm. as were they and like Lando was pretty quick in practice, but then had a problem in qual. Like you know they got it wrong in qualifying, so he was out in Q one. Um, the Alpha Tauris were quick, and like in Q one, but Yuki had like a bunch of penalties, so he was going to start at the back anyway. So they did like an incredible job, and you know how hard this is, Alex. Like you've probably we've tried this at some point somewhere in Road America or something, right? Where you try to like orchestrate a draft for your teammate yeah. and it just it just always goes wrong like you're either too close at the start of the lap and so you're taking away down force or you're too far away you don't get enough of the draft it only like, works when you like don't try and you kind of fluke into it correct right. well because yuki was going to start last anyway they just sent him out basically to tow daniel around and so in q1 like unbelievable execution on yuki's part like timed it perfectly q2 same thing i think i think dan was like P5 in Q2. And so everyone's like, oh, look at the pace of the Alpha Tauris. And I was like, yeah, but he's getting a massive toe orchestrated by his teammate that's basically just sacrificing himself because he's starting last anyway. So Dan gets into Q3, Yuki doesn't. And so Dan goes out on his own with no draft and qualifies P4. It was actually just very quick. Legitimately very fast. Uh, Max was third. And... You know, the bets were all, okay, so what lap is he going to take the lead? And I was like, the first one. <laughs> the long run down to turn one. So definitely the, the, the first one. The last time he started third, he let out a turn one. And I actually remember that race because you were at my house and we were watching. We were in the basement. We were like playing pool or something. We were watching. And I, I we put money on it. I was like, 10 bucks says Verstappen leads out of turn one. And he just did exactly that. But it's doesn't even better. Than Alex year. doesn't bet on sports. No, I don't, never, never. Um, Well, I don't. F1's not a sport anymore. But that's the thing. Like, why don't you just put, like, a million dollars on every race? Because a million dollars pays, like, a hundred bucks. Yeah, and then you should have to lose one, and you're not getting that money back. If if, if he, he, like, blows an engine or something, it's not even his fault. Like, no thanks. (laughs) 
Drew, red flag Drew, comes out at the a, wrong time. A, a buddy and I, a buddy of mine, um, in 2022, I think, maybe it was last year, maybe the year before. Anyways, it was spa weekend. And we were like, why don't we, why don't we put, like, why don't we pool some cash, get a loan and put like 300 grand on Verstappen to win the championship? Because like, it's, it's, it must've been last year. It's obviously going to happen. Um, and at that point, cause it wasn't like that close to the end of the season, I think it paid, paid pretty well. It paid like $140,000 or something. Wow. Wow. And, and we were like seriously considering it. And then I was like, yeah, but like, what if he like, God forbid dies or breaks, a breaks leg, his leg a car yeah. accident or something like you just can't, you can't, do, you can't do it. <laughs> but like, obviously once we, once it got to the end of the season, we were like, that would have been nice. But anyways, yeah. um, I will, we, we do need to talk about, I didn't, I didn't watch the race, but I did watch highlights and know about what happened. Um, we obviously need to talk about Sergio, which we should probably do mm-hmm. first, but then we got to We got to lambast F1 again for this red flag and changing tires. Like we can do that. We can, I, I want to talk about Lando as well. And, yes. um, there was one other thing. Oh yeah. There's the temperature management stuff, but let's, mm. let's, let's do this in order. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. So, check so Sergio. Yeah. Qualified fifth. Uh, only a tenth and a half off of Max. Progress. This is good. Uh, obviously, they've got the best race car. Cool. Setting up for another podium. Two in a row he's had there. And then... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what he was thinking. It was... I think he watched the replay of Max going from third to first in turn one on the outside from 2021. And he kind of tried to do the same thing. He just wasn't as good at it and tried to turn in normally in a three wide scenario from the outside. Just two other cars were there and uh, he was out on the spot. So pretty bad, pretty bad luck. The home race with everything going on. He was finally like improving pace. Like he had a very good weekend, much closer to max all weekend long. And then just ate it, man. Just ate it hard in turn one. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the thing. If your car's that good, you know it's that good. Just, just get through turn one, man. You don't have to. It's not like if I don't lead out of one, that, I'm going to lose. That's what we've been saying all year. And it's, I, I, I sympathize with him. I do. Um, 
but like he needs he you have to know your role okay and it's okay that you can't beat max quite frankly probably no one can no like, one's been able to do these it yet. days it's it's not right it's not doable so you have the best car by a mile you have permanent job security if you just pound around and drive second or third like that's okay like you don't need to beat max like they're not expecting you to they frankly don't want you to no one cares if you do or don't but they care if you do this sort of like right. that's that's what's hard to watch the, i think the look okay he had a he got a great start right there was an opening he, you're not going to put you're not going to not put your car there right like he did everything you should have done up to that point but I think, and I get it, it's your home race, you've got a good car, you want to win. He's already had podiums, so like another podium's cool, but like it doesn't really check any boxes that he hasn't checked. He wants to do that win. But in that, like in that buildup, you have to understand that like Max is Max, and we've seen how this goes all year long. Your best shot at victory is getting into second behind Max and doing a slightly different strategy that hopefully a safety car comes out and benefits you, or maybe he has a mechanical or somebody runs into him that, you know, whatever. But like, you have to understand that's your best shot is, is being there to capitalize on something going wrong for him because he is just so good right now that nobody can beat him. And so it's just, I get, I, I get what he did. It's just, it's so tough. It's so frustrating because you want him to be successful. Like I, I love Chaco. I want him to do well. I want him to be on the podium on his home race. I want him to keep that ride. But then you just see these things. It's like, so I saw a stat. I saw a stat. So Max has won every Mexican GP since like 2017, right? He's won. There was one he didn't, but he should have, but he didn't. Okay. Yes. So anyways, like his margin of victory on average has gone down by 1.4 seconds every single year. So that means in 2035, he'll finish second. So that's pretty (laughs) exciting. (laughs) Um, I want to just note that his margin of victory this time was based on a half distance race because there was a red flag at exactly halfway. So he would have been 30 seconds ahead of the field if we had Mm. stayed green. Mm-hmm. Mm. with an extra pit stop by the way because he was doing Maybe, a two stop and everyone else is doing a one stop i wonder if that's why f1 is trying to purchase fans for las vegas okay so i saw that going around online too it was the casting call on back page yep. that f1 fan or or not back page what, what's the name of the the acting one backstage i think it was backstage yeah yeah I'm always wary of those because you see that Hold whenever on. there's explain, a political explain rally. What you, explain what you're talking okay. about. Yeah, sorry. There was there was a casting call to hire actors to be F1 fans. Said any any gender, any age. I forget what the compensation was, but basically saying like they'll pay you to be at the race in Vegas to pretend to be an F1 fan for presumably the the cameras. Those come up. Those ads whenever there's a political rally, whenever there's anything. I generally think they're all bull. I don't think F1's actually putting that out because one, they'd be more careful about it. <laughs> like they would, it would say like you know, sports fan or something because they know that somebody's going to copy that. So I, I think that's fake. I think that's a hoax. Somebody did. Do I know what's sad is I don't see any of those rolling around for IndyCar. <laughs> well, let's do it this way, Tim. Why don't you sign up and you can fi- find out if it's legit or not? I don't. Can I sign up? Race? Yeah. Why not? It's, if they're going to pay you three grand to go drive four hours down the road, I mean. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I, I'm not buying it. I don't think that's real. That's fair. Um, what, okay. One, they would just make the tickets cheaper or free. They right? have made the tickets <laughs> aggressively cheaper. Yeah. It's they, tough, man. They've the, done that. The problem is, is like people, like companies that have bought tickets, like bought blocks to then sell are yeah. unable to sell them at anywhere near the price that they would need to in order to recoup their expense. So what what do you think happened here? Did they just price it so high at first that multiple, everybody decided multiple they're not thing, going? Multiple things happened. There was already two American races. There is a championship that's already been decided. There's someone who's won 16 races in the year. They are realizing that it's in the middle of the night in the desert in November so it's, it's not yeah. it's not las vegas so there's no they're sorry it's not the las vegas people think in terms of pool parties pools are all closed 
what on earth are you going to do until 11 p.m. at night on a Saturday night? Besides, I mean, I feel like they're going to leave. Off. Yeah. Like, I like, why would you, why would you, why, why would you go? Like, I genuinely, like, it's going to be a visually phenomenal race. Like, there's no question about it. It should be in September. It should be, it should be at a time of year where people can use all of what Las Vegas has to offer and what it's known for. It's just a weird, it's a weird timing. Yeah. And like, you know, there are definitely groups of, of race attendees to races like that and races like Miami and races like Abu Dhabi and Singapore that are kind of going for the event, you know, like CNBC and the parties, whatever. There's not going to be no parties because like the race happens when parties would normally happen. Right. You're not going to start a party at 3 a.m., right? And you're not going to go no, party at 4 the race. 6 a.m., right. Or 6 right, p.m. So, right. Yeah. So, it, I, yeah, you, you're right. Like you say, the pools are all closed. Like, even to burn your time, like, you, you basically can drink and gamble. And then if you do too much of that, you're going to be too hammered. You're not even going to make it to the race. And like, say, if we that's, like drinking and gambling. If that's all you're going to Vegas for, there's much cheaper weekends to do it. <laughs> way cheaper. Way better weekends to do it. And then you don't have to worry about sitting outside when it's like 41 degrees, which yeah. is what they're predicting. So, and it's like, everyone's concerned about the tire temps being able to actually get up to where they want. It's got one of the longest straightaways of the year. So tires are just going to cool so much heading into whatever that next corner is. Well, and not only that, like you see the construction updates, which they're proud of, and it's not, it's not ready. Not, it's not awesome considering it's two weeks from now. Like, yeah, yeah. Logistically, it's going to be, look, first year temporary circuits always have issues and there are going to be issues. There's just no way around it. I think there's going to be extra issues in this particular case. Um, but anyway, back to the race, red flag rules. Uh, Magnuson had a mechanical failure, which I kind of want to get to based on the temperature thing. Um, red flag comes out. And once again, yes, they have not changed their stupid tire rule. And it was, although, you know what, this was the first time when it almost made it more exciting. Because Max had just matter. pit. He had no what tires left to put on. No, I get it. I know. I they fluked into one where it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yes. It's just, it's so frustrating that a series that is on the cutting edge of everything and has so many hyper-intelligent individuals from the teams to the FIA to FOM to everyone involved in it. It is, it is the best of the best that they still have, that they don't see that that drastically hurts the sporting aspect and element of what is already a show that struggles. Yes. And it's just, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. But anyway, it's things like that and track limits. The fact that they haven't just done what, you should do and put can you hear the chopper hell yeah are they coming to pick you up <laughs> yeah actually i gotta go i got a lunch meeting i gotta get to um i said twelve fifteen, not 12 god damn so far so hard to find good pilots these days um yeah like just just put a put a sensor in for track limits and then we don't have to have these discussions about track limits anymore and this is a very easy simple rule to change which i think most people want change i don't think any of the drivers or teams are like god i Definitely, I'm going to fight against not being able to change tires on a, on a red. It's just silly. It's just silly. Uh, Lando put on a clinic that was yeah. very impressive to watch. They had bad yeah. qualifying. So it started like 17th. Everyone talked about how hard it was to pass. And drove up to like 8th. Got boned by the red flag just in general. Then on the restart, got boned on the restart. Fell back to 14th. And then drove his way back up to fifth. And like a few more laps, he'd have been probably on the podium. Like he he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna like race max, but like he would have been like him and Lewis would have been a good battle for second for sure if he had started yeah. where he should have. Yeah. Um and one of the reasons it's so hard to pass there is the whole race, everybody is managing temperatures, right? So because Mexico City's at such high altitude, the air is so thin that cooling is a big challenge, right? The amount of, because it's not, the air's not dense that's going into the radiators, going into the brake ducts. It just doesn't cool as much. It's like 20% uh, thinner. And 
these cars are built to such fine tolerances, right? They're built to be cooled where most races, I think the second highest altitude race is like 700 meters or something. This is 2,200 meters. So you, you can't build, <clears throat> you can't build your car. <clears throat> you can't build your car to be totally fine in those conditions because it's one race, right? And you got to make it as efficient for the other races. But what happens as a result is drivers have to like lift and coast a ton to save engine temps, to save brake temps. They have to drive out of line, not in the draft, because that's just hot air coming off the car in front. And so it makes it really hard to pass because you're managing your, you have to lift to save your engine. You got to brake early to save your brakes. You got to not be in the draft. It's really annoying. It's like another one of those things where it's like, man, this, it's almost not a race the same way. You know, it's like that. This is one of those tracks that kind of highlights how F1's kind of too smart for its own good. And you've made this, you're racing this track. You guys can't even race each other, really. I mean, yeah, but like that, that is so much of it anyways, but you just don't see it because the Pirelli tire is so the degradation, deg, degrade, degradation. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Jesus, you okay, bud? <laughs> That was tough, man. How much sugar um, have you had? This I thought morning? I thought I was the none. rough one today. None, none. <laughs> um, it's so bad that these guys. Are, I mean, we've talked about it before. When Max can just go and drop one and a half seconds at will, right? They're driving so far under the limit of the car just to make the tires last what they need to. That yes, then taking another step to manage temperatures is even more drastic. But ultimately, every single F one race. These guys are driving around at eighty five percent of the limit. Yeah. Like that's just the way it is. And that this we 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 had that conversation after Qatar because they were allowed to actually just push because the right. tires you know, they were mandated pit stops or whatever. And even even here, even in Mexico, Lewis set the fa- so because of the red flag there was this tough decision on what tire to go with. Lewis went with the mediums. Max went with the hards because they weren't sure the mediums were going to last. And even Lewis on the radio being like, "Man, I don't know if we're going to make these things last. This is a long way to go." like 10 laps into the restart. Not only do they last fine and he pulls seven seconds on the Ferraris, he sets the fastest lap on the last lap of the race on a very used set of tires that weren't even supposed to make it that far by like 1.3 seconds faster than his previous lap. And so it just sucks, man. Like these guys aren't racing. They're, they're racing a, they're racing a temperature gauge. You know, you've got yeah, they're racing Delta. Dash. That's all they're doing. Yeah, yeah, and it just it's it's unfortunate because you've got some of the best drivers in the world on in some of the coolest cars on some of the coolest tracks, and yeah, it's just a game of. And here's the thing: it's very difficult to do well, right? And that's mm-hmm. why like Max is exceptional at it. Lando's clearly figured something out. Lewis is great at it, but it's very difficult to do this and still be quick and manage the tires and all that stuff. Is a huge skill, right? I'm not trying to play down how difficult it is to do what they're doing but it's not as much fun as just hammering it all day long which is like kind of what mm-hmm. you get to do most of the time in indycar pretty much all the time it's yeah, funny like, not a lot of tracks this, we've talked about this james like offline but you're better off like if you start a stint trying to save tires and like make them last to the end in the most cases you're actually worse off you're better off to take the lap time advantage you know, in the first 10 to 12 laps and then deal with the consequence, then start off, you know, two, three tenths off managing a pace to try and get an extra three or four laps out of it. Cause the cliff kind of still comes. So, I mean, in IndyCar, you're rewarded for just going out of the pits nine times out of 10 and just hammering for 28 laps until you're out of fuel, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. It's a lot more fun. I remember yeah. in 2018 when uh, Robbie and I were teammates and we were at road America and after the race, we were just kind of looking through some data and we were comparing like our fastest laps of the race. And through the carousel at Road America, I was like 12 miles an hour faster or something. And I was like, what was going on there? And he goes, were you not taking care of the tires at all? And I was like, you don't have to, buddy. Welcome to IndyCar. You're not a DTM car anymore. You hammer those things. You hammer those firestones, man. Come on. He was like, God damn. He's like, he's like, like pedaling it through the carousel, just trying to take care of the left front. And it's like, no, I mean, maybe a little bit, like on reds maybe, but 
no, no, considerably faster than what you were doing, the tire can totally do. <laughs> mm. It is funny Hell seeing yeah. the data from someone that's been racing in Europe for so long having to do that. Um, so giddy up. Giddy up. Um, Alex, you spent a good amount of time at uh, the pub uh, up north playing the, what are they, the, what are they called? The little lottery things? Pull taps. Pull taps. Pull taps. Mm-hmm. And you had a you had a heck of a day on the pull tab market. Yeah, I uh, I put two hundred bucks in and won eight hundred, so I was net up six hundred dollars or five ninety nine. Actually, sorry if Bob's listening. Um, Bob also got the math wrong when we added a negative symbol in there, but yeah, well, <laughs> you, at least he's uh, not a money guy. <laughs> yeah, at least. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. That was the first time in. I don't know, six years since discovering pull tabs, I've actually won anything. So really win once every six years, still losing investment. That's pretty much how your gambling uh, life goes. Hey, it's been a good year so far. Yeah. (laughs) What are you up? Up like minus eight grand or? (laughs) No, I think I'm I'm pretty much even, man. Yeah. Yeah. If you take out, if you take out the, uh, the celebratory Losses. champagne from Colombia. Oh yeah, and yeah, we're, we're pretty much even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, um, still super down on the year though, from you know weddings and stuff. So yes, no, it's it's not going to be a net positive year. It's, the, it's all right. Um, you got a you got a few more years until your next wedding. At yeah, least. you got to start, start saving for the next one. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Refill the tanks. Um, <laughs> so let's see what else is going on. Oh. Um, yes, James. I just, well, do you, do you have something else? Well, say? we've got, I mean, when this comes out, there's going to be a Junkos Hollinger IndyCar announcement. Oh, oh yeah. We can, all, who it'll we, can be. All, we can all guess who it will be, but like, I don't want to say because I don't want to get it wrong just in case Fair. it isn't, but yeah. I assume it's it's someone who likes um, flying to fly and yeah yes so um, we'll see that was I think unexpected you know I think everyone realized that there was a little bit of internal turmoil that was existing uh, between Callum and Yunkos but ultimately I think everyone also believed that because Callum had according to him kind of a, a two-year deal um and ultimately he is very good that it was all kind of going to work out um but last week i think it was announced um that they mutually decided to part ways which if it was mutual then that means callum also had a say in it which is a good thing he felt that he had a better option or opportunity somewhere else um but still i think it was a, a surprise in the silly season which that's kind of two surprises in a row with Fittipaldi's I, announcement i feel like um, it's never actually mutual no i almost guarantee it was not um i don't know it- i don't know i i feel like without speaking out of turn like he made some comments where he seemed pretty unhappy there so no doubt no doubt i i i i think for the long term it's probably yes good for everyone but the only reason i i doubt that and again i've not spoken to him this is i have no insider knowledge on this but uh when when it happened man it's so late in the year there are very few rides left available um so that's the only reason that makes me think that this wasn't necessarily something he was totally on board with but um the no, so I do have, I know this is a travel podcast and I have a completely messed up travel story that I don't know if you've ever had this, Alex. I've never had this. I travel a lot. Um, it was my 107th flight of the year flying to Brazil. And for the first time ever, I've heard these stories. I've never experienced one but somebody actually passed away on the, on the plane. Really? Like, yeah. Like, like while it was in the air, not like, yeah. Yeah. So medical emergency and then ended up passing away. So I don't know if I should just tell what happened and then reverse engineer the story or tell the story. And so basically 
they, um, you know, it was an overnight flight. We landed at five o'clock in the morning. So most people were sleeping and, you know, 50 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever, before landing, they start their initial descent and they wake everybody up and they start cleaning everything up. And there was this elderly guy that they tried to wake up and he just wouldn't wake up. And then they kind of noticed that his skin was like gray and not looking awesome. So they got the plane down as quickly as they could. They got on the PA and said, hey, we've got a, a medical emergency on the plane. Uh, when we get to the gate, everybody stay in their seats. We need EMS to come on. And so EMS came on. They they moved him into like one of the galleys and were like doing CPR on him for about 20 minutes while we were all there. And like they had all the curtains closed and everything. Um, and then, yeah, about 30 minutes in, they kind of started letting us deplane again. Everything was curtained off where they had him, but they had the the other door on the other side of the galley, like where they load the food on and stuff that was open. And I think they were like taking him out that way, but somebody in the customs line, somebody that was sitting very close to it was like kind of telling people around what happened. And yeah, he, he just, just went in his sleep and, I think by the time they tried to wake him up, it was already like, okay. well, that, like he was, he'd been gone for a while, but yeah, it was, it was weird, man. It was a very creepy thing to experience on a flight on the way here. I don't have any jokes about this. This is just messed I up. I don't think there's really anything to joke about. It sucks. Yeah. It's um, really that's, I guess. I just yeah, had to share the I story. I guess going in your sleep is good. Yeah, so like I was I was talking to someone here about it. And it's like it's the best way to go, worst place to go. Like Yeah. Yeah. That's You've never been comfortable on a flight. Right? It's not like it's not the it way wasn't I a good sleep. go. <laughs> was he surrounded by his friends and family? No, a bunch of strangers just put into like a tin can. <laughs> mm. But also like I wonder I, I don't know if he was coming home or if he was going on vacation or like a business trip like i have no idea if no, now, obviously there wasn't someone traveling with him no no his his wife was with him oh my god did she yeah. get the miles oh Damn. my god <laughs> oh my god turns out i can't make a joke out of it <laughs> i got there <laughs> and he's back ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if, like, yeah, she's now got to work on how to get him back home if they're not, because I don't know where they're from. But anyway, it was just super messed up. It was super messed up. And I just, I've I've heard these stories, and, like, you hear about them, whatever, but had never been there. Nine-hour flight, and, yeah, crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right. Well, on that note, well, that nice pick me this episode die. Peacefully and, and in its sleep. Around oh. by strangers. Uh. <laughs> um, Alex, what do you have on this weekend? Nothing, James. This is um, one of my last... Well, no. I've got two weekends on the road in a row coming up. Not to complain to you, but that is reality. Um, so, yeah. hey ho. Uh, you're back in the car next week. Is that right? Back in the car in Homestead, which Ooh, I terrible. have never been. So I don't, I don't know anything. So don't tell me it's terrible. I don't know. I won't. Might be great. Might be. Won't be, but might be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll, it'll be great compared to driving an Indy car. I don't know. Off road. Trying to do. Baja in mm. an Indy car. It'll be better than right. that. Cool. I would cool, watch cool. that. I, I would watch that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do it. It, it would hurt. It wouldn't take. It wouldn't. It wouldn't go very far. But <laughs> no, it it'd be the. Long. It'd be the Baja one. Maybe. <laughs> At best, there's there's uh, like a there's like a forty foot <laughs> jump off the start line. So I don't. I don't know. I don't think it'd go Baja one. Forty feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would also pass. Yes. <laughs> Your back would shatter on landing, and uh, yeah. that would be it. Uh, all right. Well, have a nice last weekend at home for a while. Tim, go yeah. back to bed. Yeah. Gonna. Gonna. And, Try and uh, restore some color in your face. 
That's a big ass. Time to put up my Christmas decorations. Oh my god. Yeah, it's your thing now, isn't it? On November first. Now. It's been my thing forever. Sorry, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, do you do a lot of Christmas decorations? decorations? Oh yeah. Who does his leg lamp? It's gonna be a lot. Oh, the leg yeah. lamp's a permanent fixture. All oh, right, I forgot. Um, I've been there in a while. Did, did you decorate for Halloween aggressively, or a bit? So that's a that's a big day taking down all the Halloween decorations and then getting. Where do you put everything? It's not like you have a lot of storage. I got that Great one point. closet. Oh. It's just decorations, that's, holiday decorations, all your Thanksgiving, Halloween, back, Christmas. But that's also like, I mean, I'm not going to say this is the reason why I put up the Christmas decorations right after Halloween, but it's kind of convenient. I'm already back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a long trek for you to, to go there. It's I have to get a lot out of that closet to get to the back. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, happy Christmas decorating. Um, I assume you're going to make some sort of Christmas themed cocktail while you're doing it. I am now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have like a bunch of eggnog already to drink out of your little moose-eared cups. It's a good idea. Just kind of restock the rum. I had my uh, my hot apple cider with rum in it last night. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, I should do a hot go. toddy. Ooh, I love a hot toddy. Mm. Yeah, but it's like 85 degrees here today. Then do a mm. gold rush. The Alex wedding cocktail. That's oh, yeah. Idea. That was mm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hot toddy, but cold. Yeah. <laughs> Cold toddy. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys next week. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Fim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Fim. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.